RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. A legislator criticises the government over its failure to communicate with charities. Doctors warn against complacency over the city's vaccination rates. And Sri Lanka's leader admits security forces had warning of yesterday's deadly bombings. Labour Party lawmaker Fernando Chung says the government needs to communicate better with charities after a training and work facility for the blind was only found a potentially suitable new home following his intervention. The factory, run by the Society for the Blind, has been in Tokwawan for more than half a century but will be torn down for redevelopment. About 200 people would have had to be relocated to remote places or get a new job. However, Mr Chung, who has been helping the workers, says officials told them a few days ago that a primary school in Pingshek could be used during the redevelopment period if it passes safety tests. But he said officials need to be more proactive. If it wasn't for my direct question to the chief executive the other day, and if it wasn't for our intervention, I think the transition of this blind factory would have gone to turn one. And that NGO would be left without much assistance from the government. We should be reminded that this special project is involving not just one NGO. Currently, there are 17 such projects going on and there should be more coming. The Centre for Health Protection says it's monitoring whether there's any sign that the anti-vaccination movement is gaining traction in Hong Kong. Vaccination rates in the SAR have traditionally been high, but Dr Albert Au from the Centre's Communicable Disease Division says the World Health Organisation has identified reluctance to vaccinate as one of this year's global health threats. Dr Au says there's no room for complacency. This is a concern for us because we observe that, that in overseas countries there are more and more people who are against the vaccinations and uh, some parents, they believe the wrong message and so they uh, refuse their children to receive the vaccinations. But however, in Hong Kong, we notice that the coverage of, of various vaccinations has been maintained at a very high level, over 95% over the years. But we will closely monitor, including the immunization coverage rate among local children, as well as the percentage of parents who refuse their child's to receive the vaccinations. The World Health Organization said last week that the number of measles cases worldwide nearly quadrupled in the first quarter of 2019 to 112,163 compared with the same period last year. The peak tram will close tomorrow for improvement work expected to last two to three months. A special bus route, X15, will run from Admiralty directly to the peak's bus terminus in the meantime. During the redevelopment period, officials expect significant traffic jams around Peak Road, Magazine Gap Road and Stubbs Road. The Sri Lankan Prime Minister, Ranil Wickremesinghe, says there should be an investigation into why security forces did not act on intelligence reports of possible attacks before yesterday's bombings, which killed nearly 300 people in churches and luxury hotels. In a televised address, Mr Wickremesinghe said neither he nor any of his ministers were told of the information. He said Sri Lanka must be vigilant. We must also look into why adequate precautions were not taken in this respect. But first and foremost, we have to ensure that terrorism does not lift its head in Sri Lanka. We cannot allow that. And we are prepared to take all measures necessary to ensure that terrorism is contained and wiped out in this country. There have been 24 arrests, but no group has claimed responsibility for the bombings. 
The environmental campaign group Extinction Rebellion has offered to pause the peaceful protests about climate change that have blocked several key intersections in central London for several days. A spokesman called on the British government to negotiate. The Swedish schoolgirl activist Greta Thunberg addressed the protesters. Humanity is now standing at a crossroads. We must now decide which path we want to take. How do we want the future living conditions for all species to be like? We have gathered here today and on many other places around London and, the, and across the world because we have chosen which path we want to take and now we are waiting for the others to follow our example. More than 800 people have been arrested during the week of protests. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The comedian and actor Volodymyr Zelensky has won a landslide victory in Ukraine's presidential election. Full results are not yet in, but his rival, the incumbent Petro Poroshenko, acknowledged defeat after exit polls showed Mr Zelensky had won about 70% of the vote. Mr Zelensky thanked his supporters. We have done this together. To all Ukrainians who supported me and who made a different choice, I want to thank all Ukrainians, wherever they are. I promise I will never let you down. I can say to all post-Soviet countries, look at us, everything is possible. Mr Zelensky said he wanted to secure a ceasefire with Russian-backed separatists in eastern Ukraine and would reset negotiations with Moscow and international allies. From the BBC's Jonah Fisher in Kiev. The pressure will now be on Mr Zelensky to demonstrate that he knows what he's doing. Throughout the election campaign, he avoided serious interviews and discussions about policy, preferring instead to post light-hearted videos to social media. Mr. Zelensky's got about a month before the inauguration. Then the comedian-turned-president will be faced with a complex in-tray that includes a simmering war with Russian-backed rebels in the east. The leaders of the protests that led to the ousting of Sudan's former president, Omar al-Bashir, say they have suspended talks and cooperation with the transitional military council that's running the country. Addressing thousands of supporters gathered outside the army headquarters, they urge demonstrators to continue their peaceful sit-ins and intensify their protests until a transition to a civilian government was achieved. Asma al-Soni, a prominent activist, said there could be no let-up in the movement for democracy. I think we will continue on our protest, we will continue on our revolution till we get what we want. Because what, we, what the people need is uh, legitimate. It's to live under a democratic regime. As simple as that. Mainland tech giant Huawei has posted a 39% increase in first quarter revenue year on year, despite efforts by the United States to try to ban it from building next generation 5G mobile networks. Revenue for the first three months of the year reached 179.7 billion yuan. The Shenzhen-based firm did not disclose its profit. Sports now, and in football, Liverpool have taken another step towards winning their first league title in almost 30 years. They beat Cardiff 2-0 to go two points clear of Manchester City, who have a match in hand. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp thinks they're handling the pressure well. 
we have to do it like we do it and we cannot change that we, we force it the whole season already it's not that uh, you know, come on we have to try it more the boys try really with all they have it's a tough tough um, season but a very positive one as well so all good Elsewhere, two teams battling for a top-four finish have lost their latest matches. Arsenal fell at home to Crystal Palace 3-2, snapping their 10-game winning league run at Emirates Stadium. Still, manager Uni Emery is hopeful his team will would play Champions League football next season. It's in our hands. Today, after this match, uh, is uh, more difficult. But at the moment, we are uh, in our way with the possibility uh, and we can't take uh, in our hands if we, if we win the next matches. And Manchester United are two points behind Arsenal and Chelsea in sixth place in the standings after a 4-0 defeat by Everton. Man U boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer apologised to the fans for the poor performance and they'll have to regroup very soon because their next match is against rivals Manchester City midweek. We are going to give it everything we've got the last uh, four games. We've got two coming up Wednesday, Sunday. Massive games with City and Chelsea uh, coming to Old Trafford. Old Trafford's, uh, uh, that's where we get the best support in the world. And our fans are unbelievable, so we're going to give uh, everything we got. We can turn it round in, in football and in, like in life. Things can uh, change quickly from good to bad, bad to good. Uh, we've got to change it from bad to good. Tennis now. Fabio Fognini has captured his first career Masters title. The Italian beat Dusan Lachovic of Serbia 6-3, 6-4 in the final of the Monte Carlo Masters. The Boston Celtics have become the first team to advance in the NBA playoffs. The Celtics swept the Indiana Pacers in their first round series, winning Game 4, 110-106. Gordon Hayward led Boston with 20 points. The Celtics face either the Milwaukee Bucks or the Detroit Pistons next. And to end the news, the top stories once again. A legislator criticises the government over its failure to communicate with charities. Doctors warn against complacency over the city's vaccination rates. And Sri Lanka's leader admits security forces had warning of yesterday's deadly bombings. That's the news from RTHK. 24 hours a day, this is RTHK. Thank you. 